to make a rich, smooth cold brew. Tim Horton steeps 100% Arabica beans for 16 hours. What could be richer than that? Well, uh... How about blending in swirls of sweet Irish cream? Rich enough? Ooh, I guess. Not quite, because Tim Hortons tops that cold brew with the cloud of sweet cold foam. Now, what could be richer than that? Nothing? Exactly. Irish cream cold brew with cold foam now at Tim Hortons. Or try cold foam on any of your Tim Hortons favorites. Modifications extra for a limited time at participating U.S. locations. Family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner. Really testing the limits of that phrase. The more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Hi, dear ones, and welcome to the Science of Magic, a program combining the science and magic of today's leading topics to co-create new solutions. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring It Doesn't Add Up. From my earliest memories, I've seen the world as a collection of energetic intersecting circles, everyone and everything surrounded by bubbles of frequency lines. Wherever they crossed became a portal to other dimensions, timelines, and realities. Those around me viewed the world through the filter of current belief systems, unaware of the whole. I could not get the two realities to add up. Through a combination of shamanic studies and entry-level quantum physics class, I finally realized I was seeing beyond the physical to the energetic fabric of life. Agreed-upon reality is built from linear constructs based on only a small portion of what's registered through the five senses. Modern science follows this protocol. If it cannot be measured and proven by our course instrumentation, it doesn't exist. 
Now, NASA has discovered X-points containing real-life wormholes forming where the electromagnetic fields of the Sun and the Earth cross, serving as shortcuts between time and space. These are the mysterious X-points that I've seen since birth, occurring wherever energy fields of all things cross. This is the source of navigation within all shamanic practices, the fabled Indra's net, where science and magic meet. With us this hour to delve into these mysteries is Jude Curavan, author of The Cosmic Hologram, Information at the Center of Creation. Jude is a cosmologist, planetary healer, and futurist. A lifelong researcher into the nature of reality, she has a master's degree in physics from Oxford University, specializing in quantum physics and cosmology, and a Ph.D. in archaeology from the University of Reading in the U.K., researching ancient cosmologies. In the mid-1990s, she pursued a calling to serve the emergence of a global shift of awareness. She integrates leading-edge science research into consciousness and universal wisdom teachings, into a holistic view focusing her work to raise awareness and facilitate transformational and sustainable solutions to our collective and planetary issues. Her website, judecurvin.com. Jude, thanks so much for joining us on The Science of Magic. Gwilda, it's my delight to be with you and, and with everyone that's listening in to us today. <laughs> we should have a lot of fun. You mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned you've been seeing, um, uh, seeking to understand reality from childhood. Mm-hmm. What drove you in this direction? Where has it led? Well, it was more invitation than a drive. Um, I had my first... I suppose, multidimensional experience. You know, you described Indra's net earlier, and I had my first experience of Indra's net when I was four years old, when a discarnate light came into my room and began to communicate with me. And at four years old, um, what's not to love? You know, what's what's not normal? Um, and that became the, the normal for me to walk between worlds. I began having um, what some people are calling supernormal experiences, telepathic communication, precognition, remote viewing, um, out-of-body experiences, you know, many, many different and continuing, lifetimes continuing of such experiences. And then a real sense, a real calling, a real passion to understand not only how this multidimensional realities that I was experiencing are, but why, you know, what is the deeper purpose of, of the nature of reality? And that led me on a very scenic route, as you, you mentioned a little earlier, uh, and ultimately brought me to today and, and our conversation and our exploration today and an ongoing journey. I know yours is, has been that too. So I'm really looking forward to us having fun today, as you say. I agree. We have about half a minute left. Um, So you are in the U.S. now, yes? I'm in Chicago now, yeah, yeah, and I fly to New York. We have some events at the United Nations and around New York City next week. So, yeah, I'm in the U.S. at the moment. Well, I sure appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today. So you're going to be talking with the United Nations? We've got an event at the UN Church Center next Tuesday and also at other places in New York. And we've been doing events in Chicago with Green Heart Foundation. We've got one coming up this Thursday evening. So if anybody's in the area, I'd love to see them. We're going to have to take that break. Jude and I will return shortly, so don't go away. You're listening to The Science of Magic. Our current episodes air daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. You can always find past episodes on our website, thescienceofmagic.net.
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. President of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good to Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. 
With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at Songs and Stories for Soldiers us help us help a veteran make it through the night welcome back this is the science of magic dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness i'm your host glilda wiecka our guest this hour is jude curvin author of the cosmic hologram information at the center of creation her website, judecurvin.com. Jude, tell us a little bit about Indra's Net. What is it exactly? Well, Indra's Net is a beautifully poetic but very deeply intuitive understanding of the nature of reality that um, is at least 3,000 years old, probably more than that. Um, but we're aware of it as being at least that old. And it's from ancient India and the Vedic tradition, which has some of the most profound cosmological writings ever and which modern science is actually coming back to recognize as being deeply insightful. And Indra's Net describes reality as a myriad of jewels, and each jewel has numerous faces, and each facet, each face reflects each other throughout the cosmos, and the jewels themselves are linked by golden threads of light. So it's a beautiful way of showing that, you know, everything is related to everything else, everything reflects everything else. And as I write in in my new book, The Cosmic Hologram, um, cosmologists and scientists across all uh, areas of research and all scales of existence are discovering that our physical universe is exactly um, the way it is innately informed and holographically realized, just as Indra's Net described all those years ago, in less poetical language. But having gone through, you know, 3,000 years of continued exploration, we've now come full spiral to, to, to this understanding of an informed, holographic, innately interconnected universe. That's fascinating that we're coming full circle like that because, you know, shamanism is like between 50 and 60,000 years old. And it's through these facets in Indra's net that the shamanic journey trance uh, is transported. That's where we go. That's how we uh, transcend time and space. And, you, you know, when you're in journey, you can literally see those places as you're going through them. I know they're metaphorical, but it's fascinating to come clear, full circle back to that, isn't it? It is. I, I feel it's a spiral rather than a circle because I feel we have, <laughs> I hope we've learned some some more stuff over that interim period. But it's that it still is applicable. And, and, and as you say, it al- allows and enables and encompasses all our experiences because one of the issues with mainstream science over the last 100, 300 years is it's peripheralized anything that isn't very materialistic. And yet we know that when we drill down, the nature of physical reality is incredibly ephemeral and that we're discovering now information is more fundamental than energy and matter and space-time. So this emergent whole world view of the cosmic hologram is naturally 
not just incorporating the nature of consciousness and shamanic traveling and supernormal phenomena, it's showing us that mind is matter, information is reality, mind is matter, and consciousness, you know, isn't something we have, it's what we and the whole world are, and that, for me, and, and I know for you, is transformational, because it, it, it embodies all our experiences of what it means to be human, what it means to be a microcosmic co-creator of, of cosmic mind, to find our place in the cosmos, a natural place uh, in, in the universal exploration of, of consciousness. Do you have you done any studies, or do you, are you aware of how the the chakra system interfaces with the different gemstone colors in Indra's net? I have. I haven't done so in sort of detail, but many years ago, um, I was uh, leading a group of journeys around the world um, to help activate the planetary grid um, for this shift of consciousness that we're now birthing. And what that was showing me that our, was that our seven um, personal chakras were incomplete. Mm -hmm. And I was being shown um, something that I, I wrote a book about called the eighth chakra. But it's rather than a chakra, it's a, it's a bridge in understanding, a bridge in awareness that takes us from duality-based perspective of our personalities, of course, which the seven chakras mediate, into a 12, into 13 chakric system but it, it's more about just expanding our awareness and ever more understanding and experiencing embodying unity awareness so what i was finding is that the, the, the you know the, the the chakras are very much aspects of the myriad of indra's net but as we expand our awareness as we move beyond the the me to the we and to you know from duality perspective to unity awareness then we go through this bridge of the the eighth chakra that eighth level into transpersonal awareness that ever more expands into a communion with our solar system as a s-o-u-l-a-r soul system <laughs> our beloved gaia galactic awareness and ultimately universal and trans-universal awareness because cosmologically you know we're coming to the understanding that our universe is a finite thought form in the infinite and eternal mind of the cosmos so it's like our chakric system through that we're hardwired to connect to all that is once we move beyond the ego yeah very yeah. much. Yeah. And those were journeys back in, I mean, there were 13 of them. I wrote a book called The 13th Step based on them, but I also wrote the sort of the inner understanding of what this means in a book called The Eighth Chakra. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it was it was amazing because like all journeys, it was both outer and inner. And it moved me into that understanding that now more and more and more of, of us are, are, are really, as I say, understanding, experiencing and ultimately embodying. Mm. How, how do you see our view of reality changing in the near future, Jude? <laughs> That's such a great question, Gwilda. I wish I had the answer. <laughs> I, I, I actually was, was asked a question, you know, how do I see the world in 10 years time in an interview recently? And I said, well, the, the, thing, I, I, the thing I don't see is business as usual because mm -hmm. I don't feel it's sustainable. And I'm giving the, the event at the United Nations Church Center next week is called A Whole World View, Transforming Emergency into Emergence. Mm. And so I, I feel we're on the threshold of, of a profound 
choice for our species at the moment. We either continue to try and do business as usual, which is unsustainable, and we keep on in this duality-based misunderstanding and limited perspective, which is likely to, which has brought us to my percent uh, perspective yeah. of a global emergency, in which case there's likely to be a breakdown, or or we come together and we do understand that you know the me isn't to the we. We keep our you know we keep our individuation. We're more me than ever, but we move into the collective we of celebrating diversity and within the oneness. And for me, that is an evolutionary impulse of emergence to a higher level of coherence um, and an experiencing and ultimately embodying of, of, of unity awareness. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, you don't have to be psychic to figure out this isn't going to work for much longer. Just follow, <laughs> follow the tracks, right? <laughs> just, just follow the track, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of folks, I think, and I can understand this, you know, and I think we've, we've chatted about this before of, you know, as healers as well, I know that someone can't actually go on their own healing journey if they're in denial that they've got a problem to begin with. And I feel that the turmoil of this present moment is in a way stripping away any denial, any complacency we have that things are okay because they're not okay. Yeah, and folks have the days, These mm -hmm. are the days the truth just can't hide. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what's, what's holding our current reality in place? Well, you you said it earlier, and 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 you know when we when uh, as a shaman you've understood this, and and as someone who's, who's walked between worlds all my life, me too, that what we see as the appearance of physical reality actually emerges from deeper non-physical realms of intentionality. So underlying the appearance of the physical world are what's called attractors, and what attractors are are sort of consensual realities of what the world is and they then emerge and arise as what we see as the physical world and that's not just from us we're microcosms you know of, of this of our universal understanding so but nonetheless within our collective psyche our collective attractor has been playing the game of duality based perception for a long time and so that is how we experience each other in, in the physical world. We see ourselves as separate, even though we're not. Um, but separation, you know, brings some great upsides, but it also brings a level of loneliness and a level of fear. Um, whereas when we know we're interconnected, we're still me, I'm still Jude, you're still uh, Gwilda, but we can celebrate each other. We can see each other as, as a deeper connectivity. Um, and I think that's where we are. So, our collective psyche has played out. You know, we stretch the boundaries of, of duality-based perspective through conflicts, through inequalities, through injustices. You know, we've really stretched the envelope of, of what we've experienced as duality. But when you when you express something as as you know shamanically, as as extremely as that, it flips. And my sense is we're on that threshold of waking up to realize this. And it can change very rapidly to an awareness. It's rather like waking up out of a bad dream or, a, or an amnesia to wake mm. up to realize that it has been a bad dream or, or a dream, not so much a bad dream, but an experience that we've had enough of, enough already. And we can actually then move together into a much more 
profound understanding of the of the interconnectedness of all of us and the whole world and then what excitement does that bring what adventures does that bring it's a when whole different way of looking experience at and embody that perspective that truer deeper more authentic realization of the nature of reality and it, it changes everything doesn't everything. it everything everything Nothing can remain the same when you move out of duality. All the rules change. Yeah. 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 And the rules of duality, the rules we impose on duality. Yeah. yeah. The, by the attractors, we're, we've created this mess, right? Yeah. Yeah, we have. We have. Yeah. And, and yet, you know, in many ways, it's enabled us to be individual, you know, to experience what it means to be a personification albeit at a, a sort of ego-based personification to to experience this wonderful world of of abundance and all of it but somehow we've taken that experience so far that we've forgotten that you know despite our our personas despite the meanness of of us we're actually the weenness of of who we are and so it's, it's rebalancing that. It's not, it's not getting rid of our uniqueness as individuals. It's becoming even more authentically our unique microcosmic co-creators. It's just remembering who we really are within the ultimate oneness of all that is. And that's much more personal, isn't it? Because we identify with duality, which isn't what we are. And therefore, we really don't know ourselves or express our individuality. Exactly. Often it's a case of who sh- who we think we should be, or who we think others think we should be, or 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 what or what are because that duality is, is is innately separating. So we see we see when we do things, we see the disapproval sometimes in others' eyes. You know, we go through the traumas of abuse and abandonment and betrayal, yeah. denial we're and rejection. Have, you know, the archetypes of separation. And sure, it's have been. To take- we're going to have break. to take a That's okay. We'll pick up on the other side. Jude and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this break. So don't go away. We're coming to you through the X-Zone Broadcast Network. Don't miss the other fine shows and hosts on xzbn.net. You're listening to The Science of Magic, your resource for creative solutions in a changing world, thescienceofmagic.net. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influenced her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. This 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today, Know the Name, Know the Person, or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Jude Curvin, author of The Cosmic Hologram, Information at the Center of Creation. Her website, judecurvin.com. Jude, do you see the current systems resisting the shift of consciousness that we're looking at? And if so, how and why? <laughs> That's a great question. Uh, uh, yes, because any embedded uh, patterning has a certain robustness 
You know, we've played this game for a long time of duality awareness. So our our structures, our education system, our our, our medical approach, our healthcare approaches, our political structures, our financial economic structures, our all that we really um, how we relate to each other have tended to to follow that sort of duality based, materialistic science based perspective. Um, and yet, because we understand more and more that our duality perspective is flawed, is mistaken, a science is more and more coming to that understanding, not just the physics of it, but the, everything from, from social sciences and systems theories and information theory, the whole lot of biological research, everything is pointing to the unsustainability of that flawed, mistaken perspective. Um you know, a friend of mine, John Perkins, calls it, you know, the death economy. And mm. many other folks are, are understanding that this this doesn't, the way we, we operate doesn't sustain life. You know, instead of economies being for the good of the people, it's people are slaves to the economy. You know, we're not citizens, we're consumers. Conflicts drive GDP, the biggest drivers of, of gross domestic product as an economic measure, are conflicts and competition and you know, inequalities. So all of this, all of our structures come really from a mistaken perspective of the nature of reality. When we heal our understanding, when we heal our beliefs, we heal our behaviours. So by understanding that we're now, we now have the scientific evidence that I write about in the Cosmic Hologram, the scientific evidence across many, many fields of research that, you know, duality-based perspective is mistaken, is flawed, and that our universe and the nature of reality is innately informed and holographic. I feel that when people get to understand this, and we can tell the story in many ways, when people get to understand this, we begin to heal our worldview, we heal not just our beliefs, because this is evidence, this isn't just belief system, this is a as well evidenced as we can get it, we heal our behaviors, and then things can change radically. You know, it's, it's, it's like we're moving from the earth is flat to the earth is round. I, it yes. feels that, it feels even more radical than that, doesn't it? I feel this is the most radical, transformative moment that our species has had, actually. And thus the spiral. Yeah. 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 You know, it seems like we move through these places in the universe where there's increased light. Um, you know, I mean, the, the way they chart the uh, horoscope and the 12 ages and all that stuff speaks of moving in and out of times of light and enlightenment. But I love that spiral because, <laughs> because we aren't just recycling. We're changing each cycle we go through. Is that what you're talking about? Absolutely. I mean, sometimes I, 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 I love sitting by the ocean and watching a tide come in. And when you do that, you see that the, 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 the waves ebb and flow. So a wave will come in, as you say, it will rise and then it will pull back. And then the next wave comes in a little bit further up the the beach and then the next wave comes in and every so often i think it's every seventh wave there's a big wave coming through <laughs> and it's just taking that whole tide of, of of movement forward and our universe the way our universe exists it also evolves and so we are microcosmic co-creators of this evolutionary impulse which does to some degree ebb and flow, but every time it goes further and further forward. So exactly as you say. 
So do you think that that's why we're undergoing this shift at this particular time is because where we are, um, you know, just in relativity in the universe? I feel so. I mean, I find it very interesting. I describe how our universe exists and evolves um, in the cosmic hologram. And it's very straightforward. If you restate the laws of physics as as information, laws of information, but almost like algorithms, you know, we, we have algorithms for, for our computers. Well, the laws of physics are algorithms for our entire universe, enable it to exist and evolve as a, as a unified entity. Um and what I've tracked through in the book is is this moment. I'm, it's the first of a trilogy, so I'll go further into this in the second and third books. But this really is a, a, an evolutionary impulse. Um, I mean, for me, what's very interesting is that the expansion of space started to accelerate around five billion years ago. And the expansion mm-hmm. of space is all about our universe's ability to embody more and more evolutionary complexity. So about five billion years ago, when not just our solar system was birthed, thanks to the early generations of stars offering the nutrients to enable rocky planets to form and biological emergence to happen, that was happening across our universe around five billion years ago. Many, 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 many planetary systems throughout our galaxy and throughout our universe had all that they needed to take this whole next evolutionary impulse forward. And so our space began to accelerate because it was like this, wow, you know, what's happening now? And that acceleration is continuing. And so I feel we're at a moment of of not just the our own evolution as a human species, but our our, the evolution of Gaia, our beloved mm. Mother Earth, the evolution of our beloved solar system, mm-hmm. S-O-U-L-A-R, mm-hmm. as, as, a, as, a, as a coherent intelligence, a matrix of intelligence within our universal evolutionary impulse. Do you think, <laughs> this kind of boggles my mind sometimes when I'm thinking about it, do you think we can actually encompass true reality with the linear mind? No. <laughs> Oh, we're doomed. <laughs> no, we're not doomed. Put it this way. I, I can't. What my way of, of, of experiencing has been is, uh, and we shared this a little while ago, I call it the ways of the sage, the shaman, and the seer. So the sage is the way of you know understanding, mental understanding. The shaman is the way of, of profound heart-based experience. And the seer is the mystic, is the, oh, wow, I don't have words for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the wonder of it, the mystery of it. And so I just, I just feel that, you know, interweaving those, those three ways of, of, of knowing, of experiencing, of not knowing mm-hmm. is, is the know, way that we can, we can have fun and play and explore and experience and ultimately embody this great adventure we're all yeah. on together. Fool's Crow I came back from an initiation one time. I believe it was Fool's Crow. And he said, I saw more than I understood, and I understood more than I can say. It's kind of like that, isn't it? I love that. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And that, for me, is the sage, the shaman, and the seer, because the seer really has no words. The shaman just has the wonderful feeling and, and experiencing that can sometimes be conveyed in words but often it can be conveyed with a hug and the sage tries to articulate it and does the best you know you can but it's on all those levels 
but isn't the triangulation between the three bringing us closer to true reality? I feel so. I mean, the ancient, again, if you go back to ancient India, the Vedic scholars talk about, you know, universal reality um, playing itself through three principles they call the Ida, the Bengala and the Shishumna, you know, the divine, feminine, masculine and child or the, or the mm-hmm. positive, the negative, the neutral. Mm-hmm. And when you look at other ancient wisdom teachings, such as that of ancient China, where you have the yin-yang symbol, I mean, you have... The, the, the seed of the yin emerging from the yang, the feminine from the masculine, you have the seed of the yang emerging from the yin, the masculine from the feminine. But also, if you look at the circle um, that they're encompassed in, the oneness, the wholeness, you have them separated by a wave. And that wave, for me, is the co-creative wave that comes from when we integrate those two great principles and then the creative impulse if you like the cosmic child um, comes forward so again one plus one equals a lot more than two. Oh yeah <laughs> well the tau, the tau says in the, the the beginning is the one the one becomes two the two becomes three and from the three ten thousand things are born mm, that's beautiful that's beautiful. And we see that principle, don't we? Every place. It operates every place if we look. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even on the basis of atoms, you know, we have protons, positive, neutrons, neutral, electrons, negative. There's so much threeness <laughs> and within our own within our own energy system. You know, the the Ida, the Pingala, the Shishumna are those three um, energetic or, or what I would call informational meridians that flow up through our body. We see them in the ancient symbol of the caduceus, the healing symbol, but also where they cross, the shashumna is straight up our spine, but the Eda, the pingala, the masculine, feminine, sort of um, like a spiral, you know, yeah, around our exactly. spine, yeah. connecting at those nexus points of our chakras. Yeah, and it's it's the same thing that that's the way we generate electricity, positive, negative, Absolutely. moving around and neutral, and that's the way our cells work. That's yep. the way our, our mitochondria builds energy, and that's the way the toroidal fields are are built around our bodies, which are our auric fields, which connect us to all that is. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's so beautiful, and and it's so simple, you know. And and Einstein said this: the universe is as simple as it can be, but no simpler. And one of the joys I've had, having wanted to write this book for 60 years, because it, it, it is my, ex, you know, it, it, it's science evidencing and now melding with universal spiritual experiences, mm. you know, in this way, um, is exactly that. It, 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 when we understand our universe as informed and holographic, it really is as simple as can be, but no simpler to enable the incredible diversity and complexity and adventure of this evolutionary impulse of ever greater levels of self-aware beings as microcosmic co-creators of our universal intelligence. I love the way it all ties together. We have just about a minute left in this segment, but um there is an intelligence of life that runs through all things, and if you track it, you can see where it's going. Yeah, absolutely. And what's beautiful is when there's a point of emergence where an organism is ready to take its next step of complexity, transient, temporary guidance information comes in again coming in through from non-physical realms that show the way, that point the way forward. 
to greater coherence. And I think that's what's potentially crystallizing for us now. We're being shown the way forward. If only we'll wake up and listen and follow that path. It is amazing because it's right there before you. I remember, and I'll bet you did too, as a child, I don't get what they don't understand about this. It makes sense. (laughs) Nature makes sense. Yes, absolutely. And nature is exactly that. There's no separation between a so-called organism and its its environmental milieu. They are co-creative evolutionary partners. That's a beautiful thing. So we're going to have to take another break here. Jude and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is The Science of Magic, your resource to altruistic professionals of science and the esoteric, working to create common ground for the betterment of our world. Join our Mimeo family to receive our amazing topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. You can also email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net. Love to hear from my listeners. We'll be back. Don't go away. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? From new releases to old classics, TV shows, almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. 
true healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. What's up in your world? Email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net and suggest a topic or a guest. You're probably not the only one interested. Our guest this hour is one of those gifted people of service to the world, Dr. Jude Curvin, author of The Cosmic Hologram, Information at the Center of Creation. Her website, judecurvin.com. Jude, we were just having a lot of fun with the nature of reality. I, I wanted to ask you, is, is our consciousness just in the mind? No, because one of the things that is, is in the new book, is in the cosmic hologram, Gwilder, is that, you know, we've had this, a wonderful philosopher called David Chalmers asked what he called the hard question, how does immaterial mind arise from material brain? And what I've shown in the book, it's the wrong question. Because leading edge science is now showing that information, the same information that forms all the basis for our technologies, you know, digitized information, is exactly the same universal information that's the most fundamental stuff of our universe. You know, we, um, we have our virtual realities, our holograms, all our technologies. Well, they're like the kids' toys for which reality is the masterclass. So information is more fundamental than energy and matter and more primary than space and time. And so at the leading edge of science, and not just physics, but as we were saying earlier, across many, many different fields of research and all scales of existence, showing this, that our universe is innately informed and holographically realized. And so physics and, and science is, is coming to understand that we, to, to restate 
all that we 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 uh, we call science, all the laws of physics, all the principles of reality in informational terms, which actually also means, of course, that not just information is reality, arising, of course, from from informational non-physical realms of intentionality, um, but that mind literally is matter. You know, what we call matter when you drill down to it is 99.9999999999999% no thingness. It's just excitations in, in the field. And also we've now experimentally proven that information, when you store it or you, you destroy it, releases heat, which is a physical attribute. So we know that information is as physical as anything we call matter, and we know that matter is amazingly ephemeral. So as those converge, we're getting, you know, science is finally getting to what you and I have known since childhood and many others, that mind is matter, and consciousness isn't something we have, it's what we and the whole world are but at many different multidimensional levels and many different levels of self-awareness. But nonetheless, our universe literally is a universe soul, a thought form in the infinity of the cosmos. So mind being matter, is this the way our beliefs create our reality? Yes, it is. And and I, I think that's crucial that we, we, we're coming to understand that. But I think we also need to perhaps just take a slight step to appreciate that, you know, our universe soul is a macrocosm of intelligence and coherence. We are microcosms, which is why going back to ancient India, they have beautiful ways of, of expressing this. You know, we are sparks of the great flame. We are droplets of the great ocean. We are microcosmic co-creators of our realities. But we're not the whole of that. And yet we can access the whole of that because our universe exists and evolves as a coherent and non-locally connected entity. Mm. And yet within space-time, we do have the past is has less information than the present. The present has less information than the future. So the future's not written. It's crystallizing. It's not written. And we experience it. We together and the whole of our universe is evolving. So within space-time, we are experiencing, we are exploring, we are moving forward. So what you've just said really points to me why, you know, people say, well, Gwilda, you're psychic. And I go, well, not exactly. I can follow the patterns and see where we're going to get if we don't change direction. Yeah. But I think the, the concept of being psychic is very misleading because we yeah. can't see a future. We're just co-creating. I totally agree with you. I mean, the, the, the research that I've done suggests there's a sort of a, you know, when you're on a, a boat in an ocean or on a lake, there's what's called a bow wave. And just in front of the bow of the boat, there's a wave that extends a few yards beyond that, or maybe a bit more if it's a really big ship. Um, but beyond that, the lake or the ocean is untroubled by the ship going through it. I sort of sense that time is exactly as we're describing you're describing it but there's a possibilities as you say there's possibilities that are like the, the the bow wave that are just a little ahead and we're able to sort of sometimes have precognition of those possibilities but then they crystallize as they become the present mm. 
And so we are co-creating the present, the realities as we go forward. But there's a little bit of give. There's a little bit of precognitive crystal, you know, crystallization and potentiality that if we're particularly sensitive, we can sort of attune to. But it's only a little way ahead. It's not, you know, the whole of our universe's story because we're all writing it together. We're all co-creating it together. And that's why it's so important to recognize that we aren't alone, that everything we do affects the whole and everything everyone else does affects us. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Would you describe what you mean by a holistic worldview? A holistic worldview is is just recognizing that, is actually realizing that everything we call reality is ultimately unified. That reality isn't the the duality-based perspective that we we think it is, that actually it's profoundly unified. You know, there are some beautiful ways of describing it. Um, The oneness of all that is and has ever been and ever will be is the infinite cosmos. But, you know, more and more we're understanding that universes are finite thought forms that are born and, and, and exist and evolve and eventually die, and then, then allow that knowingness, their, their own experiences, to just be into the great infinity of cosmic mind. Nothing wasted, nothing lost. How do you see science changing uh, in the near future as a result of all this? You know, what I love about science is it, it's always seeking you know, yes. it, it, it may think it has a proof to something only to be, you know, um, uh, invalidated by the ne- next greatest study. But that leads us on into this spiral of evolution, doesn't it? How is science going to be changing around this? Well, I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, that one of the greatest strengths of science in, in its true sense is it follows the evidence wherever the evidence leads. I think the problem that science has got is is in trying to be objective within a non-objective universe. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so well put. Paradox. Good old observer effect, right? <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, and I've written something called The New Insight, which is spelled I-N-S-C-I-G-H-T, which is informational science. So I think the next step is science realizing, which it is at the leading edge, that everything needs to be restated in informational terms. But of course, when you restate something in informational terms, inevitably that leads you to a complete inclusion of consciousness. So I think there's some major, major surprises. I think just as as a collective, we're having to get beyond denial. I think science is going to have to get on beyond the denial of where some of the evidence is, is categorically leading. And so I think we're all in for a very interesting road in the way forward. But science, for me, I hope, should be in service to humanity. And in some ways it is, but in some ways materialistic and reductionist science has tried to keep the veil and the limitations and the ignorance around the true nature of reality. And I think that really has to change. Yeah, that's an issue of control, isn't it? Like paying the scientists to do particular studies to prove a thing that's going to be economically beneficial (laughs) rather than actually find the truth of the matter. Exactly. And for me, that's not science, that's scientism. (laughs) And that's a dogma that's uh, that's as equally unhelpful as any theological dogma. Mm. You know, it's, it's about opening ourselves to 
to the deepest perspective and experience of, of realities we can we can be and we can do. We have a minute left, Jude. What's next for you? <laughs> well, sharing and being in service to this whole worldview of, of understanding and experiencing embodying unity awareness and to help folks along their own path and their own empowerment to, to understanding, experiencing and embodying that and writing two more books of the Transformation Trilogy, Cosmic Holograms, The Head, Gaia, Her Stories, The Heart, Many Voices, One Heart will be The Hands, all in service, all in service to us fully understanding, experience, embodying the unity awareness that is love, ultimately, that is love. You know, we are going through some hugely transformational times, and it's people like you that makes it doable. I can't thank you enough for being part of this equation. And uh, you're going next to the um, – when are you leaving to go to the UN? Well, we've got an event in Midtown Chicago this Thursday evening at the Green Heart Foundation. If anyone's around, we'd love to see them. All right, and then I'm going to have to call it okay, good. We're, we're to the UN next week. We're to the safe, UN next week. Safe <laughs> journeys, dear heart. Our, our guest this hour has been Jude Curvin, a, psych, a physicist, cosmologist, planetary healer, futurist, and author of numerous books, including her latest, The Cosmic Hologram. Her website, judecurvin.com. This has been the Science of Magic. Until next time, dear ones, may you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you embrace evolution. <laughs>